pineapple. No, no, no. I love that pineapple. No, you don't. With the spicy? You really, truly don't. The the pineapple, like, loosens up your tongue for the spice, and then you get punished even more because of the listen, acid on the pineapple? Listen, you bumbling fool. If you want <laughs> spicy sweets... <laughs> Listen, you absolute moron! <laughs> you dumbass! Uh, you need to hit up the uh, your local Walmart and get the peach habanero wings. Mm. They are fantastic. The the sweet peach flavor, which isn't really peach flavor, but it is a mm-hmm. sweet flavor, will uh, will disarm you with mm-hmm. its its uh, seductive sugary sweetness. And or then, or you your, your local, insides will you be can, assaulted with the you habanero. Can hit up your, Local Quick Trip and get any thin crust kitchen cravings cheese mountain pizza for four ninety nine or seven ninety nine for a traditional crust. Yeah, we were so, talking about spicy. Okay, get the firehouse pizza. Boom. It's not spicy. It's firehouse. It's just grilled vegetables. No, it's got a little, little on there. A little kick is not spice. Well, for John, it's it is. Like, Hey, I recently learned that the reason I'm so affected by spice is because I have something known as a topographical tongue. That sounds like a made-up thing. You don't have a topographical tongue? Tongue? That's why my my tongue looks like God didn't pay attention when he made it. Because it can get like deeper into the tissue, and that's why like the burning hits me so hard. Uh, doesn't stop me though. I have completed hot ones challenges several times. Yeah, and did I a... did I sweat and cry? Yes, yes I did. Take, take a jalapeno and then rub it on your arm. Now cut open your arm, stick the jalapeno in there. Which one hurts more? Dumb. <laughs> it's an actual condition. <laughs> Dr. Maloney told me about it. She also was asking why I wrote wrote, wrote down on my uh, questionnaire entering the doctor's office. Why spicy hurts so bad? The <laughs> only time spice hurts me is on the way out. Mm. See, uh, the only time spice hurts me is when I stop spicing. So when I've got <laughs> when I've got my peach habanero wings, while you're eating it, it's like fine. As soon as you stop, that's when it gets you. No, I I intentionally go to places where we're trying to have nice conversation with people or like you know enjoy friends company and i will already the spiciest thing on the menu so i look like they're like i'm going through like meth withdrawal while people are talking about their weekend plans uh it's just this, this fun little quirky so fun. fun little quirky thing i do <laughs> <laughs> um they come mm, i do like steak fries like waffles best kind of season listen we all agree uh, fucking sweet it is it is foods. your job to keep your potatoes out of me <laughs> <laughs> and you are failing nom, 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 nom. <laughs> i will okay here we go quick question for you least favorite form of consuming a potato sweet no i'm not counting that Okay, so it's just regular, good old, old-fashioned good. russet potatoes. Yeah, I'm gonna put out there. I'll go. I'll go first. I I'm not a fan of the the, uh, 
like the smileys. All of those uh, guys. No, I, those are, those. Are, I mean, those are just mashed potatoes that are deep fried. <laughs> the, the it's, it's just <laughs> it's poorly done. The umami of the of the potato. <laughs> Why is it crunchy and then squishy? This is not correct. <laughs> well, see, the way that I always had them was that they were like not even quite like golden. Like they were sure. like the whole thing was kind of mush, and I, I wanted a little bit of the crunch. But that, I mean, I, I'll eat them, but they're yeah. not. I'm, Sick I'm like, of the air fry. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with just the potato. Uh, I can go like, for if baked it, potato. If it, it's for the gravy and for all the toppings, where you can just do that with mashed potatoes and it's great. But the baked potato, you have to get it just right, and then it is just a mashed potato when you have it. You're just smushing it, and mix it all together. So that that is half the work done when it's there. That makes sense because if you like have these products, it looks like say we're isolating the potato itself, and you're going to eat a baked potato. It's just a dry potato right? that has been baked. Like, it does not really offer much, whereas, um, you know, a French fry by itself is fine. Like, do you want something to dip it in? Yes, but that's just because dipping is fun. Society. So they can yeah, unless, yeah unless, there's, unless there's really good seasoning on them, sometimes you just don't need it. Um, mine is actually the, uh, I don't know what the, the general name for them is, but it's like the uh, picnic sticks. Uh, oh, uh, the shoestring. Yeah, yeah, like the, uh, those like greasy little crunchy thing. Uh, I think they're just potato sticks. Yeah, they're mini, mini fries. Acid reflux in a can, basically. <laughs> it's what they yeah. dry, dry hash browns. Dry <laughs> yeah. long hash browns. Build your own hash brown. <laughs> I just remember getting those like you can make a little hash brown, Kevin. Yeah, get them all the time when I would eat them as a kid. But like, man. Even back then, I would get acid reflux from them, so I don't even want to know what it would be like if I fucked with those things right now. I'd probably just die outright. Um, you know, so, uh, sour cream and nacho cheese we recently discovered is fucking mm. amazing. Surprising and delicious. I have had to resist so much from getting that. Mm. I sit there and I look and I'm like, I could do it again, but this time all for me. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a you've got an emergency glass case that's just it's it's been you can see shards of glass where it's been repeatedly broken and then a new one has put it back up. I just take like this plastic thing and put it over so it looks like glass <laughs> and I just yeah. peel it off again. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we can get to our topics. I guess I should do the intro. Did I do the intro on the last episode? I'll superimpose it in. Welcome FBI. to Double Soup. Relevant podcast about relevant things. I'm oh yeah, I did because I was doing the Mad Boy King. Uh, I am John, your red reptile with anger problems and pizza affectations. I'm Tyler, your purple Donatello. <laughs> your purple Donatello. Now <laughs> you know I had their catchphrase. I forgot it. Cow bingo. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and I'm. Jared and man, I love being a turtle. Welcome. Welcome to our meow. Our, our <laughs> meowabunga. Uh, meowabunga. <laughs> Welcome to our cats podcast. <laughs> Finally. Haven't seen it yet. Gotta watch them back to back. Are you blind when you're born? Um. Yeah. We are breaking down the the many iterations of iconic formula of the mutant mutant adolescent turtle. Hand-to-hand combat experts. Uh, Martialists. Martial artists. Martial artists. Uh, this, I would say, of our of our kind of like growing up experience, these were a fairly heavy portion of it. Uh, I th- I would say that uh, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings had a heavier 
uh, impact, but these are also very, very uh, influential in our uh, circle of uh, growing up, considering especially that uh, our Uncle Chris and Aunt Vanessa had so many of these guys, uh, and they had like one of the shows on VHS tape, I recall, uh, as well. They're super and the Super Nintendo game, man, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. There uh, is now a mini arcade system that has those games on them. It is three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. but it is a mini arcade system. <laughs> it's almost worth springing for. You can go on online and find those just like for free. I mean, I've heard. <laughs> Someone, what's an emulator? <laughs> <laughs> Give me wacky wheels. Oh, uh, wacky. Uh, I found I found that. I can't find the emulator for it, but I have found the game. Mm. I'll, I'll go back and look at them. Like the emulator oh my God, is. It's the shark. It's the moose. It's the. The emulator oh, is the MS DOS operating system. <laughs> <laughs> so if you can find that. That's yeah, tough. Well, Jerry, you have any... to... Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh, since we're starting with the uh, turtles, I found an article from The Week. Uh, the fascinating origin story of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, this is not the in, in, in universe origin story, which we all know is from, you know, uh, the the roadrunner and the wily e. coyote dropping some acme radioactive chemicals down the sewer and falling on turtles one night at mirage studios in november 1983 kevin eastman and peter laird were hard at work on the latest chapter of their future gold comic when eastman struck by some unknown inspiration drew a masked nunchuck wielding ninja turtle he showed it to laird and the two shared a laugh at the sheer goofiness of the premise pete drew a cooler one remembers eastman of course i had to top his sketch so i drew four of them standing in a dramatic pose that was in pencil but piece inked it and added teenage mutants to the ninja turtle part we were just pissing our pants that night to be honest this is the dumbest thing ever the more they thought about it however the more potential they saw in the offbeat concept can i just pause here for a second and say how often do you think that stupid stuff like that just gets turned into these huge huge multi-billion dollar uh, uh concepts and how many more how many often it, than we'd like to how admit. many good ones would have been shut down by that we we haven't got like there could have been the next teenage mutant ninja turtles or the next marvel or whatever because somebody's like nah this is stupid yeah. <laughs> with their work on the first few to go story coming up or coming to an end the pair decided to make their teenage mutant ninja turtles their next comic book project drawing the inspiration from their favorite contemporary comics including frank miller's epic samurai adventure ronin and his celebrated run on marvel comics daredevil along with their mutual love of jack kirby they set to work developing the turtles universe and boy this is some good art though guys they got their three fingers in it the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles origin story paid homage to the first issue of Daredevil from 1963, in which young Matt Murdock is blinded by a radioactive isotope while pushing an old blind man from the path of an oncoming truck. That's what we call foreshadowing. And also, what the hell, Netflix? Bring it back. Acid. Uh, Eastman and Laird extrapolated after that the canister containing the isotope struck Murdock. It collided with a bystander who was carrying a fishbowl containing his pets for baby turtles. The turtles and the canister, which bore the initial... You know what you guys do with your turtles? Just walk around. I like to walk on rock, like alleys and heavily trafficked areas uh, with my turtles. I just take uh, them to the beach and leave them there to play for a while. Yeah, I mean, like, there's... there's I, I definitely put them on a leash and walk them around, right? And, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense to just carry a giant fishbowl full of water uh, and four turtles. But what if they... What if the sidewalk is too hot or cold for them? I don't know. It's turtles. What if What if you want to get back from your walk in five hours? That's true. Made it to the end of the. Made, it, have, to the end, made it to the sidewalk. Time to turn back. <laughs> you don't have to go very far. 
That's uh, low impact activity is what that is. The turtles and you could just put a really long leash on them and they won't even go very far. Just put four just, leads on them. Sit down on it. The turtles in the canister, which bore the initials TCRI, fell down the grate into the sewer below, where they discovered by an inquisitive rat, Splinter. Splinter had been the pet of an exiled ninja warrior, Hamato Yoshi, who was slain along with his lover, Tang Shen, by the treacherous Oroku Saki, who blamed Yoshi for the death of his brother, Oroku Nagi. And I, 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 just hearing those names again, after not watching that movie for probably near a decade i don't know it's yep. been a long time yep uh is instantly i'm like those are that's the splinter's you killed my father <laughs> splinter's <laughs> name was the tip of the hat to the daredevil supporting character stick recalls later discussing the ninja master created by miller who provided young matt murdoch with the skills he would require to fire fight crime as daredevil. i think we chose a rat because as we get working out the story for the first issue of team we knew a lot of it would be set in storm drains and sewers, back alleys of the city. We figured that the common denizen of those places was with the hubble rat. Since the hand menaced Daredevils during, you know, as I'm reading more about this, this is so much of a ripoff. It hurts. Since the hand and versus, you know, the Ninja Turtles, the foot. Yep. The clan of ninjas led by the Shredder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Shredder took his design inspiration from a metal cheese grater that stuck that struck Eastman as a potential weapon in the hands of a wrong person. <laughs> yep. This this would make a fine weapon if this, the wrong this person would fuck this. somebody up. <laughs> what, what should what should my name be? Cleaver. Like no, butcher's I, knife. No 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 no. Blender. Shredder. <laughs> Food processor. <laughs> Emulsifier. Garlic clove peeler. Apple slicer. <laughs> Spatula. <laughs> He just slapped people. Spatula. Uh, um, using Laird's copy of Jansen's History of Art for inspiration, the pair chose the name for the turtles from four of their favorite Renaissance artists, Leonardo, Michael, Donatello, and any guesses on the last one? Uh, Dennis. John. This is John. J-A-N. John. The four turtles were... No, it's Raphael. The four turtles were virtually identical in appearance, particularly as the book was about to be published in black and white. Eastman and Laird differentiated the four through their choice of weapons. Leonardo revealed a pair of katana blades, Michelangelo using nunchucks, and Donatello mastered the bow staff. Raphael favored the knife-like size, and it was <coughs> Master Splinter, the mutated rat, who took credit for the naming of the turtles in the very first issue. Master Splinter, however, wasn't a master speller, as he dubbed his nunchuck-wielding student Michelangelo. I'm misspelling that stuck with the character for years to come. So it's Michael, Michael, and then Angelo. So M I C H A E. Um. So there, there you have it. It was a bunch of people sitting in a room goofing off. Well, two people. So realistically, if we just start shooting ideas around, we could make the next Ninja Turtles. What do we got? We got. I'm gonna just start sketching while Tyler does his thing, and I'll see what, what I can come up with. Nigel well, Thornberry's, but with different hair. I actually, I already had that one drawn. That one's oh, ready okay. to go. Okay, perfect. They are all wielding cheese graters, so I guess we'll have to change that up a little bit. Teenage Mutant Nigel Turtles. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Nigel Thornberries. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to school. <laughs> I'm a turtle. Uh, well, I need to fight crime. Do we want to... Because uh, I, I found a... It's a, just a list. Uh, this isn't necessarily a top, I don't think. It's just a list of uh, 90s cartoons since we were delving down the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
Uh, I thought maybe we could stick to the nostalgia, kind of stick with our bread and butter. Um, I'll just read through the list and we can discuss whether we watched it, enjoyed it, or or what have you. There's 21 shows here. I also have a a list of uh, direct ripoffs of the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Okay. Uh, of which I have selected specific ones that were noteworthy, because there are some of them uh, that were very, very bad. Um, uh, all right. Well, I we'll, can we'll... imagine there's going to be some real good ones. Though, there's right? some there's some stinkers in there, and then there's some that are good because they're bad, and there's some that are just like outright blind ripoffs of Ninja Turtles. Uh, I, I mean, that you know what? That's fair. Nobody can complain because Ninja Turtles was such a blind ripoff of Daredevil. True. But there's four of them. Right. And they can oh. see. Well, fine. Yeah. That's two differences. <laughs> that's, that's actually both of the differences. <laughs> <laughs> those are, those are just, Matt Murdock is one person and cannot see. Those are, they got him. Uh, totally different. All right. So the um, the first right, show I'll, listed here. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Sorry. Just uh, I've got one so far. Teenage Mutant Tim Allens. Is that something? Oh, 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 oh. I've got I've oh, got him oh, oh, I've got him his utility belt and the hard hat holding a uh, a drill oh, from oh, uh, oh. Home Improvement. Ooh, okay, uh? no, I got okay. TV dads, <laughs> we get four of the best TV dads, and they are the fighting force, or like four of the best like TV role models. Uh, because I would like to throw Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World in there as well, and his weapon is like okay. reasoning with with the enemy. So like he'll just walk up and be like, <clears throat> Mr. Matthews, I don't think you need to blow up the plaza in order to rob the bank at the same time why not simply commit insurance fraud and then invest that money wisely things like that so he's not really like a good guy you're still telling him to commit a crime here <laughs> well i think i think he's playing for time until the authorities arrive or like his his other dads jump in every single one of those would start off with hey man Mr. matthews or, or, or hey buddy like, you know, that the dad yeah. sit down, like hey, the hand on the back. Yeah, like that's and then they play the soft music in the background. Hey sport. And you know, I know it's All really right. hard for you, sort of thing. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, Tyler, go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, the first show listed here is Ah, Real Monsters. Hell yeah. Um, not get to watch a ton of this one. Nope. Uh, always found it somewhat interesting. Um Ickes. Let's see. So this uh, weird, occasionally gross, and just side of spooky, all real monsters created a fully realized world where nothing was more important than scares. The end result was a ghoulish cartoon that was easy to become obsessed with. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I know I have watched episodes of this, but I could not, other than some of the characters that I just know are from that, I couldn't tell mm-hmm. a whole lot else about it. Was it Ah Monsters? Ah Real ah, Monsters. Real Monsters. This aired I mean, from I, 1994 to 1996. Yeah. Your your front three characters in it are a uh, black and white candy cane lady. Uh, then, yeah, you've got the eyeball guy. Uh, oh, my gosh. And then Ickes, the little elf guy. Ickes was yeah. always the best. He was the kind of like Rizzo the is, rat of the This yeah, is the bad. This is oh, bad. It's a good what? show. It's terrible. He's holding his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's scary. He's a monster. Look at that armpit hair. How tiring are his arms, though? Uh, all right, we'll just skip on through. Uh, number 20, this aired from 1994 to 1997, The Magic School Bus. Oh, yeah. Miss Frizzle made science the coolest of all the subjects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was definitely the only way I cared about science. Yeah. The best ones were the ones with, like, when they would go, like, on animal adventures to, like, the rainforest or things yeah, like that. Cool. Yeah. 
Um, I wasn't so much in for the actual like biology episodes. Like those were fine. No. But, like, yeah, whatever. Uh, number nineteen. I we did def- definitely did not watch a lot of this show from nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety eight. The Animaniacs. Hmm. Uh, uh, yes. Let's see. Uh, it's hard. I have, however, since our childhood watched it in its entirety, and it was edgy for its uh, its time and have... like age range. I've definitely seen periodically screenshots or uh, uh, mm-hmm. quotes from there, and there's definitely some some stuff in there. There are some yeah. very suggestive jokes in there. We actually it's, saw them at a C2E2 last year. All the voice actors were there. Um, the write-up yeah. on there is, it's hard to imagine a cartoon ever topping Animaniacs in the meta department. Mm-hmm. This show is why you are so pop-culturally savvy today. Um, yeah, I got to watch some of it, but yeah. it was never really... Uh, you know, we went back and forth between having cable as kids, so it's like, what, yeah. what could we watch and what couldn't we watch? They were uh, they were the masters of like the rule of three for their jokes, uh, because one of the, like the most iconic jokes that I recall from that show is uh, they they're, they're three siblings. They live in the Warner Brothers tower. They're these weird cat like creatures, uh, and the the joke I recall best is they're like having dream like dreamscapes about their like. Uh, favorite celebrity crushes so like yakko is like angelina jolie and then uh dot is like brad pitt and then yakko is like dog nuts <laughs> Stupid. So if, uh, if you do not know who dog nuts is, he's a kind of uh actor renowned in the uh i want to say 70s uh for his bug-eyed appearance if you guys recall the apple dumpling gang he's yeah. the, the skinny one who talks like this all the time yeah He's a handsome um, guy, though. He's a handsome guy. Well, I wonder if he's kind of like the guy, I don't remember if I was talking to you guys about it, from um, the British actor who was in uh, Young Frankenstein. Igor? <laughs> there's there's oh, yeah. not a picture I can find that doesn't have him with that face. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, a surprise. Oh, you caught me. Here I, I, wasn't here doing I nothing. am. I was just trying to get some pie or something. Uh, number 18 aired from 1996 to 2003. This is another Cartoon Network show, Dexter's Laboratory. Uh, was Dee Dee the best part of the show? Absolutely. But every part of Dexter was a joy to watch. Omnish. Next one I definitely don't think I ever saw a moment of. Uh, 95 to 2000, Sailor Moon. Mm, so John... John, this would be definitely, I think, yeah, of it's, yours. That's yours. Your, uh, your oh, cup of tea. I've watched Get, it. Getting into the anime part, and I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, the the <laughs> setting the stones for anime. <laughs> uh, Sailor Moon may be may very well be the world's most recognizable anime, and that's because it is eternally awesome. I would put a tie between Dragon Ball Z and uh, Sailor Moon. See, yeah, I was say, more I into like Dragon Ball Z would be a bit more. Monster Ranch was good. Mm, Monster Rancher was good. Um, I mean, as far as Western anime popularity, everybody knows Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Number 16. Again, I don't think these are in any kind of scored order because this one's coming in at number 16. They are now. 1998 to 2004, The Wild Thornberries. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Eliza's Adventures in the Wild were full of teachable moments about (laughs) respecting... about respecting nature but more importantly they were fun and they gave 90s kids a smart heroine to admire 
I love that was that was a good show. Uh, was that the so, origin of the uh, stoop dad trope? I, no, I mean, that's been around. That's been around since uh, Ed uh, Ed Neal was uh, the husband back in uh, Love and Marriage. Love no. and like way back with uh, Katie Seagal. That was kind of like the the big OG. Well, even before then, you had a uh, one of these days, Alice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. To the moon. Yeah. What? what? You're going to punch me so hard. <laughs> I'm going to fly to the moon. <laughs> Domestic abuse. Uh, number uh-huh. 15. <laughs> number 15, Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, baby. Just got From a Netflix. 93 to 96, Rocco's life was bleak, often way too real, and always, always entertaining to watch. Maybe even more so now than when you were a kid. It does hit a little bit harder in this day. Oh. Number 14, 1997 to 2001. If I just said, there's one show that I wanted to see after I heard this. One Saturday morning. Mm, recess. And that was fucking recess, baby. Yep. Class hierarchy received thorough examination at bright recess, which revealed the inner workings of complex social system that rules the play- playground everywhere. That show was awesome. Love I recess. love it. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, Kelly and I have been watching. Uh, yeah, it is still so good. It holds up. Mm. Uh, where would you guys fall into on the recess spectrum? Where, what, what cults would you exist in or start? Were you a recess kid? I mean, I was always playing whatever sport we were playing. So I was, I was not the most popular person, but I was also not the least popular person. Like I was definitely in the middle. But I was, sure. I would. I would probably be edged towards popular because I was good at sports, so I had like that. I had that to go on. So like the like the dodgeball squad or just yeah. one of the sports squads. Yeah, probably in there. You're not King Bob, but you're tight with King Bob. Oh, King Bob. Yeah, probably. King Bob. Okay. King Bob picks me on his team. Probably not first, second, or so, but I get in there. Yeah, <laughs> Jared. I uh, I don't. Wasn't there a there's not a whole lot I remember about this show. I was gonna uh, say a lot of these are actually when Jared, you weren't born yet. <laughs> yeah, no, they just they weren't playing reruns for decades while I was. True. Right. Yeah. Um, I was there like a a spy crew. Like, oh God, uh, fucking Randall. Yeah, yeah, there you go. No, no, not the not the uh, not Miss Finster, Miss Finster. Yeah, not the Tattletale guy. No, yeah, uh, I might be thinking of a different one because isn't there? No, that's uh, yeah, that is a different story. Yeah, that. That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah, with uh, number one. Yeah. Uh, Same story. Uh, yeah, boy, I don't know them. I don't know, list them off for me. You've got the Diggers, you've got uh, the Swingers, yeah. you've got uh, you've got the Ashleys. Um, let's I see. wouldn't mind Just... getting in with that group, wink, wink. Not now, <laughs> not now, then, then. What's that? <laughs> the police? <laughs> Strike that. Versus. Um, okay. I remember you thought at the time when I was that age. <laughs> when I was that insert appropriate When age. I was a young man of the appropriate age. Uh, no, there's the monkey bars girl. Uh, there's the Isn't kindergarten there upside down girl too. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. upside down girl. That's what she was called. I think uh, I, I think yeah. I'm decided. it's gonna be it's gonna be. I mean, just every time, just <laughs> just so you get a hold of China. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I'm I'm tempted to join in the swinger girl excursions. However, I think Guru Kid, because uh, you know that kid was smoking some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just good to sit back and hear some good advice during recess and smoke something. <laughs> Anything. Oh, he's, he's just got his t-shirt, his t-shirt tied up in his head. Yeah, Guru Kid. That's the one. Yeah, there oh, you go. Mikey. Well, yeah, he's both of them. Mikey joined Mikey. up with him. Good. Um, number 13 from 1995 to 1998. The only thing I really know about this show is the theme song and their plots about taking over the world, Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A cartoon about a diabolical movie. mouse and his helpless sidekick turned out to be one of the most dominant or dominantly hilarious shows of all time. They, The guys who voice Pinky and the Brain are also uh, voice actors for, uh, like, Pinky is actually Yakko of the uh, Animaniacs, and uh, <clears throat> the two of them that play Pinky and the Brain are some of the funniest human beings I have ever met in my life. Uh, there was someone who came up to the panel and was like asking about like, you know, just like career advice. And this actually, this panel is what spurred me to start doing work from home uh, because of the answer that they gave. And Rob, who plays Yakko, gave this incredible, like always pursue your passions, always do what you can to make yourself happy. There is like the, the base question was like, what life advice do you have? And he goes on this like very beautiful speech and he like says like, you know, you talk about coming to these panels, you guys spend all this money to meet these celebrities who you admire. And like, that's, and I, and I don't mean that in like a, you know, look at me way, but I mean like you have spent so much money and time to try to get here just to talk to me for five minutes. If I do not talk to you for five minutes, I am the world's biggest asshole. Like, yes, I'm going to be tired at the end of the day, but you're out there walking the pavement on these concrete convention center floors, tiring yourselves out. And there is no decent celebrity on earth who will turn you away to talk to you for even like even two minutes. And if they do, stop giving them your patronage because they are not worth your time and your energy. And then the other guy uh, comes up to the mic and he says, don't get fat. And then he goes and sits back down on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Just lost it. That's a tough one. It was so funny. Because he's, he's a very large gentleman. Uh, <laughs> God, it was so fucking... Well, he was probably generic advice, and he had to like follow that up. He's like looking at the other guy like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, they're dynamic. They're absolutely... They, they two are all the time together, so he's got to be this by now. <laughs> Save some time. <laughs> he was gonna say he just sits back and waits to do his punchline. Their one two is oh god, it's so fun. Uh, number twelve is still currently running. Uh, Naruto start, starting in nineteen ninety six. Yu-Gi-Oh. And that is Arthur. Oh, it's still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah, Arthur just got married last year. That's oh, right. right, right. I remember that that whole debacle. Yeah, um, I still liked when he ate bowls of screws for breakfast (laughs) he was a vampire are you having cake yeah (laughs) um a a pbs produced a modern classic with arthur the show uh covertly teaches kids about cooperation the value of friendship and diversity also while being a funny thoughtful story about growing up even though arthur has not grown up for forever or years a boy Uh, was a boy forever number 11 from 92 to 97 we had X-Men. Action, romance, and heartbreak. X-Men was a serialized yeah. masterpiece of superhero goodness. Hell yeah, baby. Cyclops, hey. man. Oh. Number 10. From 1996 to 2004. Hey, Arnold. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> award for cartoon most likely to be unexpectedly punch you in the feelings. Hey, Arnold would win it every single year. 
That show hit hard sometimes. I, I remember I, I started watching it again because it was on Netflix or Hulu or something. And I, yeah. I didn't get too far in, but I watched like the first like three or four episodes. And I just forgot like now how inappropriate Grandpa is. Oh, God. Yeah. 100 percent. Like, yeah. Like, wow. But um, I was talking with Gus about this last night because I found that bracket that I can't find now. And mm-hmm. um, and and Gus was like, yeah, um, what they did was set incredibly high expectations for bedrooms because Arnold's room was like the best. True. He had like, like a straight robotic up couch. Skylight. Like what the heck in this tiny apartment in New York? Yeah, New York City. Right. I, the only, I think the only reason they can afford it is because grandpa and grandma were the landlords. Hey, you take what you can get. Um, Susie! Number nine. I've watched some of this show. Now this isn't necessarily like the 90s cartoons that we've been discussing. Uh, 97 to 2010 was King of the Hill. Mm, good, uh, show. You, <laughs> good show. You now most likely probably... had to have parental supervision while watching King of the Hill, but the show's depiction of small town life was so accurate and warm, it was worth sitting through the adult moments with mom and dad in the room. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was I've, I've watched a few of those episodes, yeah, and it's... it was it was entertaining. It definitely gets that gets the small town. Oh yeah, feel right. It's like every every time you meet a side character, you you know that side oh. character. Yeah. <laughs> You've met them before. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's me. Uh, number eight. <laughs> I did not watch this show, I don't think, at all. Uh, Powerpuff Girls, 98 to 05. Mm-hmm. Mojo, Jojo, my boy. Somehow a scientist using a recipe to create three perfect little girls resulted in pipe-sized heroes turned out to be one of the most feminist and attractive cartoons of the era. Good show. I, I've, I, I've seen a lot of that show. I cannot remember anything that happens other than, like, faces, villains, and... <laughs> yeah, that's, they, basically, that's basically the show. <laughs> is is <laughs> there... Is their villain like a green monkey? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. Mojo Jojo. That's Mojo okay. Jojo. That's that's what I. There's the, there's the lobster-handed person. Mm. Or yeah. Oh. Like that. Him. And. Yeah. I can't think of it. Not thinking impossible. Impossible. Which Ooh. is probably coming up soon. Yeah. Impossible. That was a good show. Um, number seven from '92 to '95. John, this is gonna take us back, and this is honestly probably the last time I really liked this character, Batman the Animated Series. Oh, God, yes. Before Christopher Nolan's franchise, the best adapted version of Batman's Adventures was hands down the 90s animated series. It is a dark, beautifully animated look at Gotham that never tried to dumb down Bruce Wayne's double life just because his story was airing on Saturday mornings. This one, this one was like the prelude to Gargoyles. We this was like Tuesday, man. This was our Tuesday, man. Back to back. Oh, it was always yeah, was so good. dark and so good, and Mark yeah. Hamill was the Joker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this one a little more fun and light it. Uh, from 91 to 94, we had Doug. Yeah. Doug's original run brought an honest depiction of the hopes and anxieties of a sweet preteen boy <laughs> to life and made a generation of young kids feel less alone. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that show. And, I like, for some reason, this was kind of like – this was like my king of the hill. Like this, we lived in Caledonia when the show was on. Yeah. And I always felt like this was small town enough where I could look and see these people in town, even though we were only in like second grade. Well, I was in second yeah. grade. But, no, uh, you you definitely saw some of those characters, like just with like mom and dad's friends and stuff, like Mr. Dinkley. The, like <laughs> is that the principal? Hello, Douglas. <laughs> yes, that guy. Yeah. Like, I know, I know that guy. Yeah. Um, that show was yeah. always good. The movie was good too when that one uh, came oh, out on Disney I Channel. That one. Yeah, with this like the uh, thing from the swamp. I do not recall watching this show at all from '94 to '96. The Tick. Oh God, I wanted oh, to watch and, The Tick, but we uh, weren't allowed. Uh, Patrick Warburton. 
Uh, that's or that's the, the reinvention of it. Yeah, the original animated version. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Was very good. Uh, it had big, heavy earthworm gym vibes. Gosh. Which I enjoyed. That's your dude. Awesome. Yeah, I I have nothing. I don't know that show at all. Uh, number four again. I I had not actually ever heard of the show until I looked up this list. Daria. Oh yeah! Wow. Daria was the disinfected grunge hero the '90s needed. It's so, yeah. That was a good show. An old. '97 to '02 actually yeah never heard of it uh number three on the countdown from 94 to 96 we've got gargoyles there we go serialized storytelling the gorgeous animation that nods to beauty and the beast made gargoyles an epic cartoon that had that primed a generation for the amazing shows like game of thrones and outlander uh, i started watching that one on disney plus i think i'm only about two episodes in oh yeah jonathan fracas baby is xanatos no, I am truly alone. I forgot like how that all started. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, yeah. wow. It's so good. Like, I forgot how good the lore of that show was when it came yeah. to Disney Plus. It's like the backstory is so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, they're yeah. not very good at like naming their character. Like, if it's a bad guy, you know right away. Because yeah. like, yeah, you've got Goliath, and you know, you've got all the other other ones who like they don't have names. They take their names from different districts of New York City. Uh, and then you have Demona. Her name She's is a nice lady. Demona. Her mm-hmm. name's Demona. <laughs> uh, number two on the list from 1990 to 2006. I never really liked this show, um, and that is Rugrats. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was no. really your shtick. I enjoyed it. Just, it. It's, I don't know, it's something that, like, it, it, like, I don't really care what these babies are doing, and the voices annoyed me, and the animation kind of... The, the You're like, vocal... I did this already, I don't need to really... Yeah, the, the dialect pattern can get grating after a while. I can't Ugh. watch many of them in a row. I can watch, like, three, and then that's it. Because eventually you're just like... I'm opposed to go in a kitchen now. Yeah, I, I, I like being a voice actor for that show. I feel like would just be so draining. Yeah, that's... <laughs> talk, talk for hours on end. You're just talking yeah, to like the, this baby voice. Go, go home to like your family, and you're like, oh, I have responsibilities again. I got to right. say ours. Right. Um, I think Tara Strong was one of the voice actors in that show, who was also Timmy Turner. Uh, in I believe so. Early Odd Parents. Yeah. Yeah. I think she plays Tommy. Um, the last show on the list, then, uh, also still running from 1989 until today. That is The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, you know what peak filmmaking is? Is the Simpsons movie? Uh, true. So good. Who's a good pick? <laughs> Spider pig. Spider pig. Um, yeah, I didn't. I mean, even now, yeah. I don't watch a ton of The Simpsons because I'm more of a I'm more of a Family Guy guy. Um, and a lot of that's just because, like, the music in Family Guy is so good. But, uh, like, I'll watch The Simpsons. It's okay. I like The Simpsons movie. You guys heard that uh, Hank Azaria is stepping down as the voice of Apu? Oh, really? Yeah. Because he's, he's a white guy. <laughs> oh, well, that's probably a good call. Yeah, white, white guy <laughs> playing, a, playing Indian caricature for 30 years. Uh, so he's been doing it for a little while. It's yeah. funny, it's, 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 like, maybe we oh, shouldn't. Maybe, yeah, let's change. Make it Aziz Ansari or something. Yeah, it's been trying to get rid of my box. I just enjoy him. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic. It's it's, it was like kind of like led the way for like adult cartoons, like being in like you know evening slots, which now there are just dozens and dozens of them. Like it, 
open the door for you've got uh the, the you know bob's burgers and even like some of those like even i i don't even know if like uh what's it called on cartoon network when it gets late at night and they have all their weird shows on i don't even know if that would exist without uh what cartoon chicken Cartoon Chicken. Uh, no, uh, Robot it's Chicken. Robot, robot Chicken. Sorry, 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 Cartoon Network. Cartoon Chicken. Well, like, adult Swim, that's the one I was trying yeah. to call. Like, I don't know if yeah. that like, exist had Simpsons not like paved the way for like animated and, shows to kind of like have that, that well, platform. I mean, even, even Family Guy was canceled for a short period of time. Yeah. But they've been canceled three times. They have, yeah. And then there was just like massive outcry because yep. the show's they great. Were. Because they're like, this is super offensive. It was like, who gives a fuck? That's, That's why, why it's so good. That's why it's good. I don't yeah. know. I still, I like their, I like their. Everyone uh, gets theirs. Their Emmy winning show. <laughs> or yeah. their, their friggin' Meg, M-E. And Peter's like, nah, we don't care that bad. <laughs> 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 just Meg, just getting shafted. Yeah, I, it's, it's a good, I, 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 yeah, I definitely think that Simpsons was like the, the founding father of a success for that show. There's been a lot that have come and gone. Um, but they've got to they've got to hit the right take the right boxes to uh, to get to make it happen. So yeah. that is the list for today. Um, John, you are up. I've got a couple of couple of mentions here. Obviously, the number one slot going to Street Sharks uh, as the uh, mm. quote unquote ripoff from the Teenage mm. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Good show. Uh, great show. The the toy quality at the time I think was what really hooked us because. Yeah. They're such awesome toys, and they like would all chomp down and stuff. Also, commercials back in the day were very, very good, and they made you want the toys so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Street Sharks number one. Um, this is this is the personal list that I have compiled of noteworthy ones uh, because fine. you also have. Doo, doo, doo. There were several that were just not worth mentioning, but uh, SWAT cats. Sweats. Oh, Tyler, you remember SWAT cats? T Bone and Razor. Like to drive around in their their fighter jets and they would eat like hot hot peppers. God, they look like transforming cats. Cats transformers. I'm looking them up right now. It's cats with a K. It's furry. I've got I mean, my fuzzy. blur set on. It's, yeah, it's, it's furry. They are. They are furry. <laughs> They're cats. They're also not furry because they're robots. Back up a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. 8.4 out of 10 on IMD. Wow. It's a good show. Um, there was one that I came across that I was very sad I have never seen because I want to be all about this now. Uh, it's a show called Cyborgs. 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 Pig-like humanoids who come from another planet, rebellious and heroic, they have to save their world from the Bitrons, a bull right. race who conquered their planet. You know, good guys versus bad guys and all that jazz. Yeah. That is the most epic-looking pig art. Right? <laughs> it's oh my so, god. so intense. Oh, they've got the glowing eyes. They've got the the studs in their metal armor with the yeah. horns in it. It's like fucking punk rock boars. Sci-fi boars. Uh, obviously another one that came from another franchise, but definitely jumped on the... inter. This one was more of an intergalactic expansion one, was uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Ducks from a duck planet fighting like the uh, dragon... They sort of like went the opposite route with the uh, the uh, dinosaur ones, who I'll get to. But they had like these evil-looking dinosaur-like creatures who were trying to destroy the mighty ducks, who were the greatest warriors of their planet. However, uh, it uh, only had one season. Um, it did win an Emmy, though. It was a great season. That one season. That's all they needed. Enjoyed that one. Um, next on the list was. I only know these from seeing their action figures laying around, but there was a show called Stone Protectors, in which uh, the 
and you guys may recognize the artwork for it uh, from seeing like these discarded. Do you guys remember Trolls dolls? Obviously, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you remember when they were like weird and like punk and buff? Oh like, my gosh! Figures. They look like yeah. Here, here's the action figures. They look like Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, they're yeah. horrifying to behold. Uh, they they also had a brief stint uh, as well in the uh, so. Here's what I get when I the second image result when I Google stone protectors. It's not it's not a picture. Uh, image. Was it a crown? Uh no. It's really fuzzy. Nope, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not a crown. Mm. It's not a crown. It could be fashioned into a crown. It's not, it's not a crown. Maybe several of them. Nope. That's not. an amethyst amethyst polished nope. palace from the crystal gem shop. Nope. I am the king of the Purple Jim <laughs> Uh Yeah, no, that is a... Uh, nope. Uh, up next is Cowboys of Moo Mesa, uh, which was three uh, cow people in the Wild I, West. I feel like I remember this one. You will see it and remember it. Uh, the names on this show are what makes it such a uh, an incredible uh, show for me. Uh, you've oh, got, yeah. He's got 100%. a gun that shoots sheriff stuff. Marshall Moo Montana, the Dakota oh Dude, Colorado Kid, Lily Bovine, Cody Calf, Calamity Kate Cutster, Puma, Buffalo Bill. Oh, now, man. The villains, it's just, just K's. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill and Dakota are both like, dang, give me yep. Buffalo Bill. I'll take that. Uh, Bison Man. Yeah. Uh, now, just you've also ripped. got the villains of uh, Mayor Oscar Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Terrible. <laughs> Tim Curry was in this show? Yeah, baby. So was uh, Jim Cummings. Yeah. Saddle Sore. Right Buzzard. Skull Duggery. Whoa, whoa. There's a guy in this named Michael Horse. Yep. <laughs> but they're cows. He, he created it. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh it's great because the main denizens of this universe are cows, but then all the villains are like buzzards and scorpions and. <laughs> Well, they're in the freaking West, dude. Of course they are. Wow. The, this show, like, I need to find a place to watch it because, like, it's so Tim insane. Uh, uh, you might I, be able to just find them all on YouTube. Probably. Uh, let's see. I've got season one, episode four, 22 minutes. We're gonna, we're gonna hunt down. Sad-looking bearded cow. Tim Curry voice, because I remember seeing his names on this credits list at some point. Joe Piscopo was Sheriff Terrible, by the way. Terrible. 26 Neil, episodes, uh, though. Yeah. Oh, God. Episode one. Bang them high. Got it. Oh, here's the intro. A sheep full of dollars. That's a beat. Catchy as hell. Fuck. Catchy as hell, and I'm going to make that our new intro. <laughs> well, that's actually 
Oh, we get the first Hi, like. Oh, gentlemen. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. I, I again, I don't remember the show a ton, but I feel like you're gonna have your three. You've got your serious one, your goofy yeah. one, and your leader. Like that's yeah, your that's, three. That's yeah, that's literally the three. Yeah, the blue one is kind of the grumpy. Like yeah, same Elliot. Good at fighting. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, boys, I'd like to read you a quick summary for episode three called Night of the Cowgoyle. Please do. God bless. God bless. <laughs> After a Colorado kid is unable to catch a gold thief, he, Moo Montana, and Dakota Dude look for the thief and end up escorting a wagon train led by Rooster Cogsbull. Oh, my. Oh, through the God. valley where a creature no. called the... Yes. The creature called the Cowgoyle dwells, dwells. To make sure that cowboys meet their end at the Cowgoyle is blamed for their action, Mayor Baloney sends Saddlesore and Boothill Buzzard to get the masked bull to dispose of them. Following the Cowgoyle's attacks, the cowboys work to catch the Cowgoyle. A lot of cow, a lot of, lot of the word cow in this, uh, while suspecting that the uh, wagon may be... Uh, or that the wagon train may be led to be the ones under. So a lot of the word cow is used. I think the slow. two year, the two seasons this show had was only ended because they, they ran out the of ways to they, use cow. They ran out of the ways to use the word cow. Uh, there's a I don't circus know how many called. Episodes were in a season. There's a circus called the Great Bolvinis. Um, you know what we're gonna have to do now is watch them. That is gonna be our new podcast. <laughs> We'll break down the the morality of season one or episode one. Bang them high. Get theological or, or excuse me, philosophical. That's Boys of Moo Mesa. Uh, Up next, one that I didn't see a whole lot of, but uh, I do recall it is Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, Most iconic figure. Uh, It was three mice, Throttle, Moto, and Vinny. Uh, All of them had like metal panels on their heads. And like, I think Vinny had like a big robotic red eye. I remember uh, that. I don't Big remember the whatsoever. Uh, then one that like had a fairly close timeline to Ninja Turtles was Battletoads, uh, which was a video game uh, and a very good video. But then we get to the uh, Extreme Dinosaurs. There aren't many spinoffs of spinoffs, but Extreme Dinosaurs is the exception. Originally known as the Dino Avengers, T-Bone, Steggs, Bullseye, Spike, and Hard Rock appeared on Street Sharks and then got their own spinoff. And they actually had more episodes than Street Sharks, the show. Pretty sure we had the Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah, we had the Triceratops and the uh, uh, Pterodactyl. Yeah, thought so. Because I'm pretty sure I had the Triceratops. You did. This uh, only this started the first episode, September 1st, 1997. Final ooh. episode, December 24th, 1997. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Got the merch out there, and then the show was not good. How many, how many episodes? This series starred a Tyrannosaurus, a Triceratops, a Stegosaurus, and a Pteranodon. how do they... Pteranodon. 52 episodes? That were transformed into super warriors by an interdimensional criminal named Argor Zardok. They rebelled against the alien criminal and battled with Argor's second group of warriors known as the Evil Raptors. Eventually, the Raptors' objective was to cause global warming by increasing the Earth's temperature, which will make life on Earth more comfortable for dinosaurs. They're winning. It wasn't like kill kill everyone. It was, let's make this more. Heads up, these are available on YouTube. Oh, baby, there's my afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) I just... you know, we're just gonna have to. One. We're gonna have to do a live watch. Episode okay. one, out of time. Oh god, that's terrible. I'm still on Boo. I'm still on Moo Mesa though, guys. Oh Moo Mesa. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll do the whole thing. We'll only if we eat some. Only if we eat some chips and salsa. Some the cow. I will be getting dogs. drunk to do it. 
I will not be able to do that sober. <laughs> you can have yourself a cow. Be- <laughs> oh, well, this really, this really pulls the battery out of my iPad. I was at 100% when we started. I'm down to 28%. Well, that's all right, because I only got one left. Oh, good. This one is perhaps probably the best. Uh, I not seen it during its initial uh, phase, but I've seen it since. Uh, this show was literally made to be a uh, like parody of the Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's called Samurai Pizza Cats. Mm. Uh, that, seems, that seems more uh, outright with the yeah, purpose of this. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's one thing the turtles made cool again. It was pizza. But Samurai Pizza Cats, the English adaptation of the Japanese anime, Kyoto Ninden Teyandi, sorry, I don't speak Japanese, took it one step further as it introduced us to three cyborg feline samurai who work at a pizzeria. The anime series took nothing seriously and became a huge hit because of its parodic nature. There were tons of pop culture references and the stories were so over the top you couldn't help but fall in love with them. Plus, that theme song is something else. And I'm going to pull that up for you now because this theme song, it, it rivals even Moo Mesa. It's a quiet one. It's a, it is a quiet one. Sorry. It stinks. I had it on Spotify, but it restarted. Uh, so I'll just Oh, nice. Up Spotify. Get Apple Music. Get Apple Music. There we go. out the turtles right there in the intro got more fur than any turtle ever had guys that was just over halfway through the intro yes <laughs> i can yep <laughs> so yeah that's a uh, samurai pizza cats it is it is like peak like 80s anime color me disgusted yep um well i'm a fan um if you guys be that uh what uh what did we land on as far as uh you know the whole uh Create, build, build your own uh, dynamic uh, quadrupedal, or not quadrupedal, but a group of fighters. We've got the, we've got Nigel and the fighting Thornberries. We've got sitcom dads. Uh, I think there's an untapped market, a weirdly untapped market for birds in this circle. Uh, uh, yeah. Ninja fruit. No, but there uh, is fruit would... ninja. <laughs> exactly, but mutant, mutant ninja fruit is the fruit not, fights uh, back. Because the fruit fights back. It's the sequel. Okay. Isn't that Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too? Uh, yeah, but that was a lot of just for... It wasn't karate, but I'm leaning, I'm leaning into the birds thing. So obviously, for like the leader bird, it's got to be like an eagle or something. Some sort of hawk. Yeah, one of those. Is the, 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 the well, the hawk is going to be the short, sarcastic one. Yeah, that one's going to be like the knuckles to our to our. Oh uh, wait a minute, that's kung fu panda. Oh, uh, they do have the, they have the stork. They have the stork. Yeah. <laughs> Fish? Is there a fish one? Do we care? Ninja <laughs> fish. Ninja underwater kung fu. Wait, SpongeBob. Yep. Sandy and. Yeah, but they had to take a squirrel to do it. Yeah, that's true. They needed a mammal to get the job done. Uh, okay. Insects. I mean, they have they have kung fu panda. They have the one, but that's it. It's the only insect that fights in that whole show. So our leader, 
probably be something like a, maybe a grasshopper. Oh yeah, grasshopper makes sense. So we, let's just get our let's get our four archetypes. We've got leader. We've got like we'll just like well, I'm Leonardo, Raphael, Donatello, and Michelangelo. Those are like the four archetypes. Mm-hmm. Well, Leonardo, we've got like grasshopper, which makes sense. To me. Um, Donatello, more of like an intelligent insect. I was probably thinking dung beetle. Dung beetle. Praying mantis would would make sense as well. Um, maybe dung beetle would be our Michelangelo because you know poop joke. <laughs> Constantly. Michelangelo, come here. We have to fight this bad guy. But I'm rolling poop. Ooh. Uh, Raphael's definitely got to be a uh, uh, wasp. What? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Just now, angry, or, angry Pete. And their villains are gonna probably be like arachnids or something, right? Like scorpions. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. Spiders. Oh, probably birds too. Actually, they're gonna be opposing shows. Yeah. There we go. It'll be the villains in one and the heroes in the other. It'll just be like a dynamic contrast of personalities as they appear on one versus the other. Like, you just stop the evil bugs. Like, they burned our home. <laughs> Why? That's something, I mean, that is something we haven't had. I don't think it's a, a two-sided war. True. Shows or that they're directly conflict each other. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a nice way to, like, pull about, you know, war Perspective. Effects. Yeah. More than one. Because you know what they say, war. What is it good for? Teaching lessons. Well, you know what I say? I forgot what we decided it was good for. No. No. Alright. I'm done for the day. I'm going to stick around to the end. You need to find right. us on Twitter. I'm at the treasure. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm at Ty Kircher. Goodbye. I forgot again what I'm at. <laughs> good riddance. Yep, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I, I gotta go. On the Mesa, out of the clouds, there's a world apart from all the rest. On the Mesa, live the real cowboys, standing up with law and order, and living by the code of the way.